Welcome to another episode of the Powerless to Powerful Recovery Podcast. My name is Jason. I'm an alcoholic and addict. As always, our mission is to share experience, strength, and hope across multiple media platforms. The story of addiction and the road to recovery. We're not affiliated with Alcoholics Anonymous or any other 12-step-based organizations or groups in any way. And here we are, dude. It's another episode. I got my co-host here, Ronnie, no matter what. What's up, Ron? What's going on, Jay? Let's go. Are you ready? I'm excited, man. Super excited. I mean, we got a a phenomenal guest. We got the one and only Jesse James, a.k.a. Faulted, faulted faulted.com. You can find his music anywhere. He does spoken word. He does hip-hop, rap rock he's got man his stuff is so powerful it's recovery related it's about his journey man we we had him come on the show today thank you for being on the show thank you for having me i mean it's it's a pleasure you know and it's crazy you know every time you know me and ron get on here and we you know we we bring guests on it's it's always important just to really understand like how we all got to this moment to be sitting here with each other today and so shout out my brother i mean i don't know if i've given him many shout outs no, it's a, is this a first? I think that might be a first shout out. Shout from, out, Michael. Shout out, Michael. He needs a shout out. Let's go, and Michael. And what's crazy about it is, you know, he said, hey, man, I met this guy. His name's Jesse James. And at first, I'm like, cool name, right? Is it a real name? I'm trying to figure that Blessing out. Blessing and a curse. Yeah, it is a real name. His real name, <laughs> yeah. right? The third. And uh, and so he's like, man, he, he's about it. His music and he's this recovery and carrying the message, you know? And so I come to Ron. I'm like, hey, bro. I got her next guest, and I'm like, she's like, what's his name? I'm like, Jesse James, and what'd you say? So wait a minute. <laughs> Hang on a second. I look at my phone, and I show him the number. I go, is this, is this the guy? And yeah. he's like, well, we had another friend. We're shout out Tiffany. Shout out Tiff. Yep. Tiff, good friend. Good friend. Uh, she, she hit me up, and she had nothing but wonderful things to say of how inspirational you are in your story, and she said, I, I really want you and Jason to meet him, and it was just crazy that because... Your brother doesn't know Tiffany and how it just came together. And we got Jesse J. Oh, he's here. That's right. He's here. He's here, man. And you know, it's crazy how, you know, when we do our part and we have awareness, your higher power, God, the universe, laws of attraction, whatever you choose to call it, that's your personal relationship. I choose to call mine God. And he works in mysterious ways. When I do my part through awareness, I get to see that he wear God wears what people clothes. I love when Ron says that. Ron says that man. I like that. Yeah, he says yeah. my God wears people clothes. But That's enough about me. Let's get talk about Jesse Let's man and go. his story here today. You know, um, you know, we don't just you know someone just doesn't get into the music industry to do um, music art on you know, recovery, if they don't got the experience, he's got plenty of experience and he's utilizing it today as one of his greatest assets to carry the message through music and motivational speaking. So Jesse, why don't you just tell us a little bit what it was like? I mean, you know, shout out California, Cali. We got a Cali boy in the house. SoCal. He's here. So why don't you share, (laughs) why don't you share a little bit about what it was like growing up in California um, and the family dynamic and, you know, where it all started for you? Well, uh, so the story was kind of a like a peaceful, you know, ordinary story for the first nine years. Everybody was happy-go-lucky, um, and then everything changed. My uh, pops passed away, you know, uh, died in a car accident when I was nine years old, and then like obviously threw a huge like monkey wrench in the in the the life plan. Um, kind of brought me to a lot of lessons, right? Uh, the whole family, obviously. So then um, things got a little bit weird after that, you know, trying to figure things out as a as a young boy. And uh, trying to step into shoes that he thought that, you know, that I thought that I had needed to wear. So um, started chasing like super alpha goals. Right. So yeah. I wanted to be the biggest and the baddest that I could be thinking that that's what he would have wanted. 
Uh, stepdad comes in at the picture a year later, um, pretty significant, you know, that was another huge turning point in my life. Um, I love him to death. We have a great relationship now. Wasn't always that way. You know, 30 years ago, uh, when he came into the picture, he was working out his own things, you know, were you, were you hitting him with a, you're not my dad. Were you hitting him with that? I think, I think I still do. (laughs) (laughs) No, I was just kidding. You're not going to tell me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. (laughs) You're my stepdad. Step the off yeah, you know what yeah. I mean like it is it's a thing um but yeah no, like I said he was working through his own stuff and he, he's an alcoholic uh so he was he was dealing with his things he went uh 15 years sober for for a while and then now he drinks off and on and it, it works for him you know he's older and calmed down yeah. a little bit everybody's program looks different man yeah. you know I know we we're big book thumpers to the fullest here we know what the book says we teach all kinds of different material cognitive behavioral therapy smart yes. recovery everybody's program is different i'm not here to judge anyone's program man there's a, there's a bunch of different paths yeah. to, sure. to, for sure to tomorrow right yeah so um yeah you know just uh that, that happened and uh my safe place at home wasn't safe anymore so i felt like uh i, f- I found refuge with some of my homeboys and they happened to be about like a decade older than me you know it mm. kind of introduced me into some different parts of society and our culture and um, I enjoyed it. I guess at that time, it seemed like something new and exciting. So I went from um with the youngster. Yeah, yeah we got yeah. a youngster with wild. us, boys. Yeah, yeah, this, yeah. he's about it. Uh, I was <laughs> Send wild. the youngster. Jesse and, James will do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, from then on, you know, um, like high school, I started out high school all uh, all honors classes, playing football, baseball. Um, I mean, you're you're a pretty big dude. So I, I was mean, tiny in high school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't I was, see it. What tiny. positions did you play? I was cornerback, um, okay. but then in baseball, I was a catcher, and then uh, I would go out in the outfield sometimes. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, that, that all changed real quickly. I started smoking weed, and then shit, maybe two months within two months, I uh, got introduced to meth, and it was back in the day oh, when that was quick. <laughs> I mean, that didn't take very long. Boom. Boom. You know, how old? Uh, how old when you did meth so for the first 13 time? when I smoked bud for the first time. And then it was like a couple months later, right after I turned 14, you know. Mm. So, um, yeah, it's like my freshman year of high school. And I, I started being a little deviant, sneaking out of the house, understanding yeah. what the, the sleep schedule was of the parental units. And oh, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, uh, you I can hop sleep. out the window now. And, you got to know the sleep schedule. Oh, you got to know, especially when you're not, you can be really aware of right. other people's. Right. <laughs> yeah, you're always aware. My my dad and my, my mom, my mom has this like light snore. My dad's got a loud snore. So I always knew where that, you know what I mean? You could feel the bass on the wall. <laughs> yeah, I could, I could feel it, man. I was that kid, man. I was that kid who grew up in a good childhood, good home. And uh, just couldn't get it right, man. Potential, potential, potential. I heard that word so much. I would sneak out. I would run away. Instead of, you know, we talk about character defects that are associated with this thinking problem that we got. And I always say, like, you know, that that switch was there before I even picked up because instead of applying myself, I cheated. Instead of obeying rules and coming home, I, I snuck out, right? I'm like, I remember one time I, we had a second-story house, and I literally was like, oh, mama. I'm going to call it early night. You know, it was like 9.30. So he's like, yeah, he's up to some shit, right? All of a sudden, I jump out the window. My mom and dad are standing right at the bottom (laughs) of the window. Still took off, dude. Disappeared for a couple days. Real quick, didn't you have the 
the phone number blocked or something from the school. What? Oh yeah, I blocked the phone number so they couldn't tell you. You know, your son or daughter's missed one or more classes. Move. I blocked it. I forged report cards, and <laughs> sold them on yeah. campus, fake IDs. So that fundamental, uh, you know, core issue of my drug addiction and alcoholism, the character defects were there. And, and I mean, maybe you can, you both will agree with me. The reason why they're so hard to shake as we get older, it's because for, you know, 20 plus years, those character defects were valuable to me because that shit worked. Yep. Uh, and, you know, and sure. so now I'm creating new attachments with character assets that seem to be more valuable. I think. Sure. I mean, absolutely. Right. And, and what I heard, what I hear in the beginning of your story right away is I hear the trauma, right? And, and trauma takes on all different forms. And, yeah. the first, you know, what I heard you say was you lost your dad, yep. you know? And then you were, in your mind, you were trying to fill some shoes that fancied or real that you thought you had to fill. And then here comes this guy trying to be your dad yep. in your mind, right? And then we become defiant. And then you find the, the guys that you're hanging with and... And then um, you find meth, and then once you find meth, all bets are off because there's different doors open up in the mind. and The neural pathways were <laughs> yeah, they a whole yeah. lot of new ones were getting <laughs> walked upon, you know? Yeah. So you, you start smoking shortly quicker than two jiggles of a jackrabbit's ass, you're doing meth. <laughs> so why don't, you, why don't you pick up there, you know, so you find meth and I'm assuming sports suffer. Just what's that Obviously, time period yeah. look so, like for you? So what happened is, um, you know, I was always in, like, I think, you know, the whole, like, school-to-prison pipeline and stuff, like, uh, definitely rang true in my life, right? So, sixth grade, I think, is the first time I got suspended from school. I took beer to school, and, like, it was the whole thing. And so, they, they made thirsty. me stay home for a few days. I was like, I don't know if this sucks, actually. You know what I mean? Yeah, thank you. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so, um, got kicked out of school, ended up, um, couldn't keep my, my grade point average up, so no more sports. I uh, ended up at continuation school. We moved to a new town. Again, parents are thinking, well, maybe he'll get in less trouble if we if we move towns. Mm-hmm. Um, so we go to a new town. I'm kicked out of that school within like three weeks of the of my junior year. Go to continuation school. And my mom's like, dude, I'm going to send your ass to military yeah, school. Mm-hmm. Like, get it together. What are you doing? <laughs> you have way too much energy now that you're not playing sports anymore. You're not doing like many things that are productive. I can only have you pull so many weeds or clean as many mop boards as I have, you know, mm-hmm. as far as punishment goes. So you have to do something with all this energy. So, uh, I was always interested in martial arts, dabbled in a few different styles at that point. And, uh, so I'm 15 years old at that point, And I ended up finding a Jeet Kune Do Academy, uh, which is Bruce Lee's fighting philosophy. Oh, hold up. Um, Shit. Okay. I, I, I better come correct. I don't want to get Bruce <laughs> Lee right now. So then, um, yeah, martial arts was, uh, kind of something that, be Probably water, kept my me. friend. <laughs> Absolutely. Right? Yeah. That's what I'm I got an amazing sample that's going to be hitting the, yeah. hitting the listeners' ears soon about bean water. You know be what I mean? Water, yeah, for man. sure. Yeah, it can flow or it can crash. But um, mm. yeah, so I just started, you know, applying myself athletically. I didn't get into martial arts for any sort of like spiritual grounding or centering or anything. I um, was tired of being jumped or, you know, tired yeah. of this and that. Um, learning how to fight. I had a, I, one of my homeboys, he, he knew how to tie box. So he had already started showing me kind of like the science of the eight limbs. And so then I started learning a bunch of different martial arts. And that kind of kept me moving forward. Uh, I didn't want to be using at that time, right? Yeah. So then that's when I backed out of my usage. Um, was hustling at the time, you know, and just yeah. doing things here and there, uh, making a couple extra bucks to it. Like, and um, just training as much as I could. So that got me through junior and senior year um did you ever fight in like any professional fights amateur or, yeah some amateur yeah. type yeah, stuff yeah. mma muay thai so you boxing. watch ufc right i love it who's your guy nate diaz 
No, uh, so it took me a long time for like I was like, man, the Diaz brothers are assholes. But then I kind of think they that come that's, around. Huh? Yeah, it's a yeah. thing. Yeah, they are assholes, and that's what's cool about them. You right, know? They're, they're themselves. You know, anybody who can sit there in a professional fight and open hand slap somebody in the middle of a cage that's gangster. Yeah, like it is what sure. it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's a real fighter. That's a real warrior, and it's uh, pretty awesome. As far as my favorite fighter of all time. Uh, George St. Pierre. Yeah, oh, St. Pierre. Yeah, GSP he ain't no yeah. joke. He was dope. Um, nowadays, I love how Dustin Poirier fights. Oh, yeah. His, his striking I is like on point. Too, his yeah. angles, everything. He's, he's, he's a badass. So you're in the mix of, you know, the martial arts scene. And, you know, it's crazy because I always talk about my, you know, playing soccer in college and, and my sports and soccer and soccer. You know, just – and that's why it's so important for, for any – for my kids, for anybody, just my opinion, for children to get involved Huge. in something because that kept me out of prison for a very long time. Absolutely. Team sports are amazing. It, it teaches us so many different uh, – attributes and talents and skills that we need in the real world right cooperative and competitive abilities at the same time right work as a team to get better results uh, how to shine as an individual you know what i mean uh there's so many things that sports bring to the table i think a good competition is healthy for us you know as long as it stays within a healthy realm participation trophy no you play to win no you play to win as long as you're having fun no not true (laughs) not true at all so i coach 11 year old girls right soccer my daughter dude right and so we lose this game and i'm so mad right and after the game i make them run sprints right and i tell them look we play to win i'm like line up put your water bottles down we're running the parents are like and real quick, in then another That's game, we hilarious. were in a tournament, right? And then we had a second game. These girls were out there partying like it was the end of the year party. I'm like, ladies, we got another game here. You guys, mark my words, you're going to learn a tough lesson today. Halfway through the game, the the ref and the other coach come over. They're like, hey, do you want to give these? We had no subs. They're like, you want? They're throwing up on the field. You want to give them a break? I'm like, nah. They're going to learn a lesson today. <laughs> they're like, coach. Yeah. But it's these things that you, you know. It, for the most part, some of the best friends that I have still to this day are the guys that I played soccer with in sports. It's yep. it's so important. So you're you're you know you're in martial arts, and then where does it kind of go from there? So I end up uh, ten credits short to graduate high school, right? So, and I found out like a week before that I wasn't going to pass this one class because my junior year, even though I was doing somewhat good like health wise with you know training and whatnot. School-wise, I didn't give a fuck, right? Yeah. So I was just, like, doing my thing, um, and I was at continuation school, so it was all based on packets. I wasn't doing any of them. I didn't care. So uh, senior year, I played catch-up, and I didn't quite catch up. So I end up falling short. I get all pissed off, and I go on a run right after that, right? So I full, full-blown full addiction again, get back into it, um, end up some sh- shenanigans happen, and, mm. you know, uh, we know about shenanigans. Yeah, you know about shenanigans. Yeah. Hands on, yeah. on people. Uh, yeah. Hands wrapped up in metal again. And I'm like, ah, oh, shit. So yeah, I ended up dipping to Las Vegas for a little bit. Um, come back when like kind of like the smoke had cleared, you know, or dust had settled, whatever. Um, and then shortly after that, that's when I met my wife. Uh, okay. And what? wanted to pull my head out of my ass. And she was like the most beautiful reason I ever had to do that. So What's your wife's name? Her name is Janelle. Janelle. Shout out, Janelle. We got to give her that big shout out. Yep. So, uh, so yeah. We, that smile when you yeah, say yeah, her. Yeah, yeah, he loves her. He loves She's her. always been my girl. Awesome. So, yeah. so we wanted to do the whole grown-up thing. You know, we were 17, 18, and, like, right away we wanted to get a... We wanted to get our own apartment, so we did. Got our own apartment. Got a little puppy. Got a little pit bull and mm. beautiful mm-hmm. little red nose and had a cool little life going on, right? And so we uh, we grind... Like, both of us were on the grind 
like legit though, you know what I mean? Yeah. Working multiple jobs, ended up buying our first first home at 21, bought our second one together at 23. Oh, number two. I mean, you guys were doing it. You guys yeah, were doing yeah. really we were, good. We were, man. Yeah. we were on we were on the path and were you getting loaded at this time? No, or, no, you were. No, no, no. I was, I was drinking and, and smoking bud and stuff, but I was never um, California sober. California yeah, Demi sober. Lovato like sober. Sober. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I love that phrase. <laughs> but yeah, if that's what it is, that's what it was. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I was. You know, we'd go to work all day, come home, and I was just, I was miserable. So I treated her like shit back then. Mm. Um. I, I, I didn't really value people. I was, I was more caught up in the material things, trying to chase a dollar, and uh, yeah, so. Ultimately, I wanted to make more money um, that my boss wasn't giving me, and I felt like I deserved more. So I thought a great idea would be to pick up a big bag of unadulterated crystal meth. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was like, man, this is, dude, that was the brightest light bulb. This sounds like a whole bunch of bright ideas (laughs) that you had. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? You had a bright idea. I did. I got seven years for it. Yeah. Yeah. That was a very, very, yeah. It'll fall- introduce people- you to some bullshit yeah, right people away. People were following us. We had the feds after us. We had to tell me and him, me and Ron had to tell a marketing company together. We couldn't understand why the cops were showing up every day. I was getting pulled over. Car got impounded 15 times. Shout out my wife. God, that was her car every time. You know, it was, yeah, that was a bright We couldn't idea. figure it out. Like, it, it took us, what, 12 years after we finally got sober to realize Oh, they were watching us. Yeah, yeah that's what happened. Yeah, so you have this bright idea. Yeah. yeah. So now looking back in it, it's, it's like, oh, that makes yeah. sense. They were watching me. <laughs> I thought it was just the shadow people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they were real. <laughs> yeah. So you're going to hit one big lick. That's the old one big lick story. I was just a quick double up. You know yeah. what I mean? Uh, use it for an investment and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Well, I thought that I'd be able to just like jump right back into my, my juvenile ways. Right. And it was juvenile thinking too, immature thought process. Right. Sure. Um, so, uh, ended up sitting on it, wasn't able to move it quick. So me and my partner, the one, and we went in, you know, we were rocking mm-hmm. together. We just got high. And so within that was the first time I relapsed and I used meth, uh, that was bringing in, uh, new years of 2005. Right. By okay. October 2005, I was in the psych ward. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was in the psych was, ward. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Got uh, that biker dope, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. This is true, yeah. yeah. <laughs> them are the paisas. And either way, it was, yeah. it was, it was crazy back then. So, um, yeah, dog, like, uh, obviously, my wife, she's very strong uh, and intelligent person. So, she knew that she needed to disconnect from me immediately. She mm-hmm. recognized the fact that I'd become a liability. Sure. So, she ended up, like putting everything in motion to sell both of the homes and get out from under me. We try to work things out for a couple of years, like after that. So or, sometimes they just got to love you from a distance. Yeah. You know? And that's what needed to happen. I, I ended up like, you know, doing the whole, so after the, the psych ward, then I end up sobering up and everything's going good and getting fat and happy. And we go out to the river out uh, by bullhead. And then we went up the river and I end up breaking my leg in half. Uh-oh. And, uh, so then I'm at home with some pain pills. So oh, like, somebody no. I know. Yeah. That happened to me. <laughs> yeah. And I liked them a lot. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> yeah. They were gone right away. I was yeah. like, it wasn't even the pain. I was just like, oh, and then my, uh, uh, an old friend of mine came by. He was like, Hey dog, you want to get high? Of course. You know what I mean? Yeah. At that point I'm like, I why sure not? Do. I'm home. I don't got nothing else to do. I might as well go fast again. Horrible idea once again. And, uh, we come up with some great ideas. Dude, it's yeah. crazy. Well, that's why I call them the addict in the attic, right? So, mm-hmm. like, there's that that other voice of ours that's up there. I mean, there's probably more than a couple, but one in that wants to keep us like 
fucking up, right? Because that's going to bring us more lessons or whatever the case is, or they just like to antagonize us or whatever the case. Isn't that a name of one of your songs? What's that? Well, the addict and no, addict but and it yeah. will be. But yeah, I talk. No. About, yeah, I, I say it talk about. Like, all right, yeah. The I, addict in my attic is forever lurking close. You know? Yeah, I. I'm it's telling you, I did some research. Right, he okay, calls absolutely. me. He sent me some jams, and I, I think I hit you right back, yeah. and I was like, all right, dude, I love. And I encourage everyone, man, go to Spotify, go to iTunes, YouTube, anywhere you can find them. Faulted Jesse James, yep. look it up. I am faulted. If you if you've ever struggled with addiction, these songs, he's gonna play a couple jams for us at the end of the show. But it, they just hit you because it's you, right? We're all the same, and it just it's it explains this thing in music, man. And the turnaround, the close of the songs is phenomenal too. Well, and that's exactly why I went with the name Faulted, right? So, because like through my music, uh, I was haywire at one point. I never went by Jesse James because there's. It's too much. A hundred tough did. guys wanting to be a Jesse James. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? And I'm like, fuck, dog. Like this is me, you know? And, uh, I'm so, like, I got Jesse James coming on the show, and everyone knows him, right? And they're like, oh yeah, hey. There's so many of There's them. There's so many. Know? Absolutely. Yeah. It's a great name, though. So uh, then it's I was Haywire. Then I went to Indigo Eye, you know, because I've been chasing spiritual awakening and, and trying to understand more of the unseen realms for a while, you know, and I've always had a call to it. You know what I mean? There's, it's always been around, always been a part of and permeated my existence. And at this point, I'm just super grateful for it, right? But it used to drive me literally crazy, you know? So yeah. after that, when I, when I got busted, I came back out. I'm like, I need to rebrand myself. I don't want to go by any of the old ways. Yeah. I want to be completely fresh. And so I like try to figure out what it was going to be. And I went with faulted because we are all faulted. You know what I mean? Some to more degrees than others. But sure. the fact is, as human beings, we are all faulted. We are all flawed and we need to work through all of the breaks and the hurts and get out of the suffering so we can understand that through healing and recovery, whatever that is, whether that's through addiction or spiritual or physical, once we heal, we can have a better life and move forward and not stay stuck in the swamps. So we can actually get back to the flow mm. of life again. You got to check Preach. out his stuff. I'm telling Preach. you, his stuff, man. I mean, That's what I'm talking about. I mean, just I'm just so grateful, man, that you came on the show today and we actually got to connect. And, you know, just the, the awesome. part that we can all play as us three individuals and as connected we are in the recovery community and, the, you know, just overall life, you know, coaching. And I mean, it's just there's so many levels to it and we all bring a level. And together, man, there's just so much we can do, man. So thank you for being Absolutely. on the show. Thank you again for having yes, me. Yes. You know, real quick, I just want to say, Briefly, when you when you first got here and Jay was getting stuff ready, and you and I had a little conversation, um, and I and I mentioned this before we came on, just like your aura about you, who you know, as soon as you opened your mouth, man, and you were smiling, I could see it in your eyes. I can see that <clears throat> you you are in a place in your life where um, that light is on inside. I, I guess that's the easiest way I could say it. And, yeah, no doubt. And that light fuels you to be able to touch people through your message, through music, through your spoken word. Um, and, and even the nonverbal, like you had me the minute you smiled, bro. <laughs> you know what <laughs> yeah, I mean? You had me. I was like, I was, does. for sure. Yeah. hundred percent. I like to say gratitude is the antidote, right? So mm. no matter what we're going through, it could always be worse. And it can also be better. So let's not like become complacent and comfortable. We, 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 we want to grow. We want to expand. How you free know? do you want to be? Yeah. I love that. Million dollar yeah. question. You know, if I want to be as free as I want to, if I want to be as free as I could possibly be, I'm going to get them feet moving every day. Man. Right. I mean, that's what it comes down to. So during this period of time, your wife ends up, you know, saying, look, check it out. You're, you know, I got to love you from afar right now, player. Absolutely. (laughs) You know, and so usually just like, 
you know, the trauma from your dad and, and everything that happened in your childhood with your dad passing in the later years and everything. Now, if you're anything like me, when we experience trauma and loss and, you know, I'm the king of making my relationship my higher power. I've done that plenty of times. The codependency, I believe everybody has a degree of it to some point. But it's safe to say that, I mean, you kind of go fuck full throttle from that moment on. 100% rock and rolling in, in the worst ways, absolutely. Super fast. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Man, it was like I was trying to be in the power band on a two-stroke the whole time. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so, then, so we ended up getting divorced at the end of 2007, and I ended up moving into a home by myself. I was a three-bedroom pad in a neighborhood that – wasn't about any bullshit. I ended up having two, two friends come and, and rent rooms and we were all going to, you know, we were going to take off the world, you know, yeah. one, one step yeah. at a time. And, um, go. oh man, it, just, plan. it got super active on so many levels. And, and what's, what's really interesting is, uh, not just in the physical realm. So like, uh, the spiritual powers that be, whatever you kind of mentioned it earlier, like yeah. people like to put their own words on stuff. So whatever yeah. word you want to yeah. put on it, but I'll tell you, there was some craziness going on. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, uh, it put us like put me into a into another realm and it also sparked this curiosity of where I wanted to dig deeper into life, right? So where some people have these moments where they get scared straight. I got scared so bad that I wanted to go further into it, right? Mm. So seek. you want to see hundred yeah. percent. So I was like, all right, I'm having these little glimpses of truth through through the chaos. Um, which is a horrible plan. Like full disclosure, stop. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> there are better ways to do it. You I know made it I mean? sound great. I but... was like, wait a minute, this is not glorified. No, hell no. I yeah. like, I am so like blessed, lucky and grateful to be alive and actually have all of my cognitive faculties and be able to move all of my limbs. I am so grateful and blessed. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, many people are not nearly as lucky sure. on, on so many levels. So, um, yeah, I just started exploring life and kind of, trying to die in a, in a strange way in, you know, having a lot of close calls and, um, just in and out of County at this point. And I finally, finally caught a turnaround state bid in California. I ended up doing a turnaround down there from 2010, 2011, uh, get out. I'm going to set the world on fire. You know, I'm a year sober at this oh, point. I I'm like, all hey, dude, my, I am clean. I am cleaner than I've been since I was 13. You know yeah. what I mean? Since I started smoking. Right. And I was like, this is going to be great. And it was for like three days. Yeah, right? solid three days. Yeah. Solid 72. Relief, recovery. Right? Yeah. Jason talks about it all the time. Yeah, I mean, that's ultimately what we're all driving at is recovery. And what happens is over the years, because it's all about the gift of pain and desperation, how many times have it just been so fucking painful that we've wanted to do something different and we start to do something different. But what we're really getting is relief and not recovery. But we think we got recovery and then we yeah. go back out. 72 hours later and we try it again. Dude. But really we're talking about that that prison bid, right? Like that gives you some sort of foundation, right? But there's just... If you, you think so, like a runway, right? Yes, right. dude, but it's not there, right? Not all the time. Not if really actually like actively utilizing those moments, right? Sure. Um, just cause, because just being separated from the, from the shenanigans, from that lifestyle, that's not necessarily recovering, right? No. So that's just being separated. Mm-hmm. So um, it's a different side of clean, like cleanliness of being clean. Um, so I get out, I didn't, I didn't relapse right away. It took a few months for that to happen, but then ultimately it did, you know, and went back to my old ways, uh, in some ways got even worse than ever, you know, and, and progression momentum. Right. So we absolutely. So when we fall back down, it seems like we do it so much more easily and we, yeah, quicker, quicker, progressive and fatal. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. 
And that's a whole nother story. Like what's going on today? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, nowadays, dude, that fentanyl's killing everyone, dude. dude. Left it's and right. Oh, did so you hear so and so died? Yeah. Did you hear so and so? Oh, I didn't hear that, man. That's too bad. Did you hear so and so? Yeah. Yeah. Did you hear? Yeah. Like, Two fuck. people this week. For yeah. Me. I mean, that's a, you know, yeah. Just to touch base on the fentanyl thing, we're not to spend a lot of time on it, but I think all three of us, um, you know, just think about in the last sixty days how many people that we've heard of or know that have passed from this. Yeah. Right. This thing is real. Like absolutely, oh, I don't know what happened. I went to prison for seven years. I got out. I I used to go to great lengths to get high in private. People were just getting high at the bus stop. Broad They're dude. living at I the bus dudes stop. Dudes doing foil. He's at the Circle K. I yeah. was like, what is happening? <laughs> what dude, happened? It is so sad. That's the first thing I noticed when I came home. I was like, oh my god, dude. There's zombies everywhere. This fentanyl's killing everyone, and they yeah. get high in broad daylight. Yeah, <laughs> barefoot in Phoenix. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> Circle K feet. That's a bad move. <laughs> Part of society has given up, you know, and and the whole thing, I, I don't like it blows me away. This fentanyl thing. I see people walking around barefooted. When I first got out of prison, I mean, I, I like shoes. I like sneakers. And I can't tell you, like three, on three different occasions, I took the shoes off my feet. Because I seen someone walking down the road with no shoes. Because it's a real thing. Yeah. People are real. Uh, it was Dude, this is the craziest stat. In 2017, more people in 2017, right? More people died from fentanyl than all the wars combined. And that was in 2017. So think of how much worse that oh, number is man, today. Dude. It's so bad. So you're in the midst of, you know, the new downward spiral that's going even faster. Yeah, right? absolutely. What happens from there? So, dude, Cliff Notes, um, again, got super active. Uh, had some, another <laughs> crazy moment. <laughs> yeah, I like uh, how you, how you uh, clean that up with like, super active. Uh, like, like, let's just say, yeah, super active. And, um, it was about, I was about to get washed up in Cali for sure. I was about to do irre- irreversible things that mm. wouldn't have been, mm. you know, fixable. And it was to a point where it was unavoidable. And so I exhausted all my options down there. It was crazy. So, cause I was like still trying to like, I, I checked myself in or got talked into checking into Salvation Army, and then I was still there, you know. Shout out politician. Sally. Oh, yeah, shout out to Sally. That yep. was my first service commit when I got out of prison. Three days out, I was chairing a meeting over there. That's right. Yeah, yeah. so uh, it's cool what they do. Um, I was in there. I was uh, still, on, you know, political, and somebody shared, like, their darkness, and uh, it wasn't one that was um, agreeable or compatible with mine, and yeah. I was so, like, <laughs> I, I had to leave there immediately. Uh, yeah. So I left, uh, and... I didn't want to be there anyway. Let's, yeah, let's be honest. Yeah. It didn't matter. That was the excuse. Oh, that was the reason. Little... I was like, ooh, yeah. that's a pretty good reason for me to say fuck yeah. this and get out of here, right? Right. I'll show you. Yeah, so I end up dipping from there. Yeah, I'm going to make a point. I'm yeah. going like, yeah. to fuck my future off. I'm going to show like, you, yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. For sure, yeah. <laughs> you know what's funny is, like, so one thing, I, oh, this fool's a lame, you know what I mean? And one, one day my wife's like, why you call these people lames? Because they're working a job, taking care of their family, and like living a good life. Is that lame? Yeah, so we what were, are you doing? We were all wrong Wait all these years. <laughs> Man, <laughs> holy shit! <laughs> we were not the noise. cool kids growing up. I'll no, tell you that right now, not that, at all. No. Why is it? Why is it a, like encouraged and applauded in our culture to be um, less intelligent than you could be, and like so to be a, to be a dumbass? Why is it encouraged? Yeah. Right. That's unfortunate. We should be we should be encouraging one another to get as much of an education as we can in every place that we go. We should mm-hmm. always be reaching for the stars in every situation that we're in, but instead it's like the whole like crabs in a boiling pot, right? Like yeah. everybody wants to pull each other down and that's bullshit. Like we should yeah. be moving forward. 
But uh, that's a side note. Yeah, I like side notes. Yeah. And you want you're 100% right, man. What can we pack into the stream of life, right? Instead of take, man. It's all about selfishness, man. To be of service. If if everyone Huge. played some part and played if if we think about every single person on the planet did one form of service for another person that they didn't even know how far that would go, right? It's pay it forward. You Just know? being kind in any form, right? Dude, a smile mm. is literally a, a lifesaver in, in instances. You know what I mean? How many sure. times do you think people are on the on the fence of, of taking their own life and just a stranger might have smiled at them and looked at them like a human being and, and possibly extended their time on this planet? I'm a byproduct of that. You know, when I went to prison this time, I a guy that didn't even know me, something inside him, guided him over he wasn't a religious guy or anything but something guided him over to me and he let me know that i mattered and he That's put his hand up. out and he gave me some gave me some tobacco and he told me to give me a cup of coffee like That's not- just that little act changed my entire life because somebody mm-hmm. saw you and reminded you of your worth yeah. Right. Because it's there. It gets buried beneath all the chemicals and the, the traumas. And, and, yeah. and, you know, we, we commit more traumas upon ourselves with all of the guilt. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you can heal yourself or you can heal your life. As Louise Hay, have you ever read these book, this mm-hmm. book? I haven't read so that So she says that the three worst substances, substances for the human spirit to endure are fear, guilt, and resentment. Resentment that they'll eat you alive from the oh, inside yeah. out. In so yeah. she read the big book. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it sounds like the four step. Right? Yeah, it's, right. yeah, it's yeah, crazy, right? yeah. It's so and true. so we eat ourselves up. So like mm-hmm. once, so maybe we started out as a victim, right? But then by perpetuating that victim role, we now have victimized other people, and now we're getting eaten alive by our own guilt, and we're victimizing ourselves, and now that's perpetuating like a self-created cycle. Yeah. It's a trip. It is a trip, man. That's why it's understanding fears and having faith in the action that comes behind the fear from the, you know, my self-will, self-sufficiency feeds right into every one of my fears. So I'm trying to connect to a power in my life that gives me the ability to have some action that combats my fears, right? And the resentments, it's it's my fault. <laughs> you know, like, this is my fault. <laughs> you know, fear, it was just recently pointed out to me uh, about a year ago for me, and, and this applies to me and maybe it applies to you guys. When I look at my fears, truly what my fears are, and I trace them back, it all goes back to love, not feeling loved, mm. right? Not feeling that I deserve that love or that I'm going to be able to give that love. Yeah. And... <clears throat> You know, when I came, when, when, when that was pointed out to me, it was huge. Because it's true, yep. you know? I mean, think about them people out there smoking fat, and we'll just use that as an example. When's the last time someone told them, hey, I love you. Yep. I'm proud of you. You can do this. Mm-hmm. You matter. Probably not any time recently. Yeah, I'll tell you that. Yeah. So that's why it becomes our, our responsibility to carry that message, yep. to let people know that, that the distortion in their head, it's not real. What's real is... I love you yep. and you're worth it and we care about you, right? Yeah, and that's what it's a thing. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what this whole thing's about. And so, you know, here we are again and you ultimately catch a, a prison sentence in 2015, right? Yeah, so cool. I uh so what happened in uh so it's 2013, all of like I've exhausted all options in Cali. Oh, I end up getting up on uh, uh I get on the Greyhound bus. I have one good friend. Greyhound. Greyhound yeah. <laughs> I got one good friend who's living up in Portland, and he'd been trying to talk me into moving up there already. He said the music scene's up there. He's like, dude, they'll appreciate your energy up here, right? So uh, that was the first. When I moved up there, I, so I get off the Greyhound bus. Still super aggro and like, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm high yeah. on the Greyhound, obviously. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm, I'm, I didn't sleep. And I uh, get up there, and uh, 
Dude, Portland was like this crazy, uh, serene swimming pool. Like I went through these rapids and I went over this waterfall and I fell into this beautiful pool of energy of artists and like, dude, like the most polar opposite from what I was used to in California. And it was amazing. Within two weeks of being in Portland, just like serendipitously, we, we ended up at this, it was on 4th of July, I remember. And, uh. We ended up at this party. We go to these cliffs, right? So I think that I'm still on parole at this time, like, like, yeah, low key. Uh, <laughs> found out I was discharged because I tried to get a job, and the background check came back, yeah. and I was like, "Oh, you're discharged," and that's a whole nother story. And yeah. like, on a, anyways, a supposed <laughs> so violation, but then, oh god, damn so it. you're off parole. So I'm off parole. <laughs> yeah, it turns out I don't have to be sketch about shit. But yeah. uh, so we're at this, we're watching fireworks on the side of the Willamette River, and somebody. Catches the place on fire. Catches the the, the, the little riverbank yeah. or whatever you call on fire, right? So I'm like, hey, dog, we got to bounce. I yeah, know there's going to be a police presence. And to go. I need to leave. I don't like lights in that, yeah, in that capacity. Yeah. yeah, in that fashion. Not at all. <laughs> so I'm like, let's, 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 let's kick rocks. So we go and end up at this party. And I get out of the car. And uh, there's this dude. And he's like, I don't know, 6'4", 6'5", but he's probably only like 6'3", because he's got like boots on he's got a full-length trench coat a real pirate sword pirate hat he's got shorts on that are cut so short his pockets are out beneath the shorts and i am like what in the action what is happening you know like check out captain jack right here you know and uh what did you say and he's like dude this guy's walking up and i'm like dude i'm looking up at this dude he's got a freaking pirate sword you know and i'm like hey you get close enough homie i'm gonna put my i'm gonna put my elbow through you you know what i mean and uh so he's no, I'm just messing with you, man. Come on inside. We're going to have a great time. <laughs> Dude, that was my introduction to like real Portland. And they yeah, say Portland's keep Portland off the weird. chain. Yeah, Dude, Portland's off the chain. It was amazing. So yeah. anyways, yeah, I, uh, things, I got introduced into this amazing circle. I uh, was up there doing my music and, and thought that I was recovering because I wasn't using meth. Mm. Uh, and the whole thing is like, what is it? Wherever you go, there you are. Yeah. So that hit me super hard. So I, I ended up repeating old cycles and perpetuating uh, problems of the past. And uh, I ended up catching a case in 2015 and I went away for 70 months. So two months shy of uh, six years. Yeah. And see that shit will catch your attention. That'll catch your attention. The little three I did, three and a half I did the first time that Eh. didn't catch my attention. Yeah. That first eight piece. Woo. (laughs) Now how far into the eight piece did things click for you? So I was about halfway, you know, so me and Ron caught cases right at the same time. I always point out we were not co-defendants, but we should have been. We don't know how that happened. Yeah, I don't know how that happened. But, (laughs) you know, he started from from that kind act of that individual, that man on the yard that, that, you know, reached his hand out to him. That happened right away, and he started his journey of recovery. For me, I had to get a little bit more experience, right? And so a couple years in, I had relapsed in prison, and I ended up, you know, having – pretty much a worse habit than I've ever had in prison. And every, I had just got to the point, like we were going to talk about, um, of just like, dude, this is what my life's becoming. At that moment, it became unacceptable to me. God played a role in putting me back around some men who had found recovery. And from that moment on, my life's changed. So that's what's up. Yeah. So that was three years to the gate. So about halfway through my prison sentence. All right. So for me, it was, uh, it was two years. So, uh, um, I'm sitting there. It's, I'm kind of going through the, same old song and dance where I'm still thinking that ego matters so much, you know, and, uh, being a tough guy. And like, even though I wasn't being 
how how you view me. Yeah, yeah. I was worried right? about yeah. how other people. Yeah, sure. And even though I was still, I was I wasn't nearly like I was already. I, I didn't want to be like super active anymore. I was like, man, I, like it really took the wind out of my sails when they gave me that six years because they wanted to hit me with ten, and I'm like, oh my god, this is crazy, yeah. right? So sent me into a sick depression and whatnot, and because uh, that's another thing. Like when I'm using. One thing that I didn't speak about is mental health, right? So when I'm using, uh, addiction is my primary personality disorder, uh, but my secondary one is bipolar. And that's why, so I, like, like when I mentioned the psych ward, um, I'm diagnosed bipolar, but when I am not using, I don't need to be medicated. I don't need Mm -hmm. anything like that. But as soon as I start, whether it's drinking or anything else, my, my brain waves are, they're not manageable. Mm -hmm. So anyway, so I sink into this depression and I'm, I'm in there and, uh, this, I, I get into it with this, this young youngster, you know, like 25 year old or whatever. And he's like super seeking acceptance. And I could have been an adult in the situation and be like, Hey man, cause he was like prospecting for a couple of the different, you know, yeah. sure. Organizations up there and whatnot. Trying and to make a name for him. Absolutely. You know, you did a bunch of time in Cali YA and blah, blah, blah. And, uh, uh, I should have just been an adult, you know yeah. what I mean? In retrospect, it, yeah. it was, a, it was a dick move, but instead I was like, dude, as soon as I'm done eating this, uh, as soon as I'm, it was a, an incentive meal day, right? So I'm, and I'm, we're, we're both working in the kitchen. And so I'm, I'm building my burger. I, dude, I'm, I'm, I'm putting everything on just immaculately. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm gonna knock down this bacon double cheeseburger. I got yeah. my root beer float off to the side so it doesn't melt. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm about to go, go to work on this thing, right? And he's like, hey, man, so-and-so wants to talk to you. I said, I told you, dog. And anyways, yeah. long story short, I called him some names that are you know not allowed in there upon. yeah <laughs> and uh, so he took off on me right there in the, the kitchen and so i had to like you know obviously beat him up and uh that, <laughs> that was the right thing to do so yeah. <laughs> so i mix him up real quick and i end up in solitary i go to go back to the hole right and so i'm i'm back there in ad seg and uh excuse me uh that's when the light came on. Yeah. So at that point, I was going through motion. So I was moving backwards in life, actually, because I was doing my best to get accepted into this electrician apprenticeship, right? Mm-hmm. Because I wanted to fall back on my telecom career because I was low voltage journeyman. And I'm like, you know, I can do that. I know that's what everybody wants for me. Everybody wants me to work a nine to five. They want me to do. 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 But in that equation, it was never what I wanted to do, sure. nor was it in alignment with what I know that I'm supposed to do, right? Mm-hmm. So I was still going against the grain and swimming up river. So once I get into the, the hole, I'm in there, you know, and uh, I'm like, dude, what are you doing? You are now in trouble in here. You're now in jail in prison. Like, what the fuck are you doing? You're yeah. continuing to I'm repeat In jail, these. in jail. Yes. Yeah, yeah, like, dude, like, I've been in prison, in prison. I'm incarcerated in incarceration. Worst this doesn't, ever. this is stupid, right? Done plenty all and, the time. Yeah, and, like, yeah. you know, there's a lot of, there's a big part of that culture in there where that is, like, um, glorified. Passage, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's a whole thing. Well, for me, it was a rite of passage in a different way, though, you know? So that's sure. when I realized that that shit didn't matter. I no longer was going to go through the motions for other people because the People that I was going through the motions for are the ones that want me to go through my own motions anyway. They're the ones that want me to be me. So at that point, I made a I made a commitment to the powers that be, to everybody that loves me, to myself, first and foremost, that I am no longer going to do what other people think I want or I think I should be doing. I'm going to do what is in alignment with my purpose and what serves my soul and my higher power, whatever, like yeah. word that people want to put on it, yeah. uh, the universe whatever the case. Um, so from that moment on, I, I decided I was going to pursue music and speaking. And, you know, I was, 
I want to help people. I want to yeah. be of service. Yes. And, and I made a commitment to do so. And from then on, I have. You yeah, know, that sounds and, like that sounds like the moment you surrendered, right? Hundred percent, right? Yeah. Well, you you made that. You know, we call it. You know, in 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 the program, right? That conceding to our innermost self, and it sounds like. To me, that's what I'm hearing, right? Well, that's when I realized that I needed to be uh, an instrument, you know, and be, yep. be used as a conduit. Yeah. So I want, I want to, I want to actually, I want to wake people up. And what I want to wake people up to is their own truth, their own awakening, mm. right? I don't want people to think how I think. That would be stupid. You know what I mean? I don't want anybody to have to like go through what's going on in here, <laughs> yeah. dude. Uh, it's, it's, yeah. it's it's nuts, right? Um, but what I do want people to do is I want people to think and I want people to be their self because that's when you're going to actually have freedom in this life is when you are actually being yourself and being the best self that you can be to wake up. Right. So, um, yeah. So in there, you know, I had a, it sounds crazy, but I had an amazing friend group in there, right? A yeah. brotherhood with some guys yeah, in there, right? We all agree. Yes. We all get that. Yes. It, it's a thing, right? Yeah. So we had, it was a small group of us, you know, a uh, couple lifers that, are extremely powerful individuals, you know what I mean? And they have Gratitude. the most amazing perspective on things, right? Because they know that they may never see another free day, right? Yeah. But yet, they're still remaining positive and sharing light within the walls, right? So that helped me wrap my head around a lot of different things. And we would talk about freedom in there and what that actually meant, right? So that was a huge step forward. I have a another, like just, like I said, the friend group. A lot of them are out now, yeah. you know, and yeah, shout out to all of them. Yeah. Shout out. Absolutely. And they know who they are. They, yeah. They're my people. I love yeah. them to death. Right. And uh, it was all about moving forward. So I had a really cool opportunity once I hit the. So even when I was in in the media max or whatever they want to call it up there, when I moved over to minimum, that's when we started doing had access to more programs and whatnot. Yeah. So had already done CBT and DBT and, you know, like sure. sell classes and read just a shit ton of books, yeah, you know, as, awesome. as we do. Right. Yeah. So then I was like, you know what, what I'm getting the most out of is these group of guys sharing. Right. So, yeah. and I say group of guys, it's not limited out here, but in there it is obviously. Yeah. Right? right. So it's a group of individuals in there and they're sharing their stories and there's this power through it. And I'm understanding that through conversation, there's something cathartic happening. There's healing taking place. I'm having convicted rock and rollers crying yeah, yeah. telling their stories sure. right uh -huh. because we were having an honest conversation and we were able to be transparent and, and be real and created a safe place in there yeah. right? intimacy is the genuine sharing of one's true self with another oh that's and that's up. what we're create. that's what we create through absolutely know. so it was amazing man and uh, honestly from then on i've just been moving forward and you know yeah. i definitely wanted to be out of there so yeah. once september of last year happened <laughs> yeah. i was like so you got out september of 2021 yeah. the interstate compact yep. when did the when did uh, your your girl come back in well well so we we were never far from each other yeah right she just always wanted me to keep my head Get out of my ass together. for more yeah. than a couple months right? that's all they ever want yeah. it's That's a thing it. right and i never wanted my anybody still else wants that <laughs> you know i just uh i like i like getting high you yeah, know i was I an it. addict so yeah. it was a thing um so she picked me up and uh she right on. she picked me up up there in Oregon and we drove went through youth we went through Boise got got me a white chocolate mocha you oh, know what I'm yeah. saying some oh, biscuits yeah. and gravy okay that so and then uh yeah we just from then on we we didn't know exactly what it was how it was going to you know build once we got out so I end up rolling to my sister's house and we decided then we like, yeah, we're going to do this. Yeah, we we're going to do, do this life yeah. thing. Right. So mm -hmm. I was going to try to move out to LA 
But then we found out that that was going to be very problematic. It was going to take longer. It would have taken longer for us to be able to be together. So she ends up making the decision that she's going to move out here. Out to good old surprise Arizona. It sounds oh, like some weird, yes. like indie freaking horror film, surprise. right? Like a Rob Zombie flick or something. Yeah. Surprise Arizona. Like yeah. <laughs> strange dude with a clown mask. <laughs> but um, it, it it's been such a blessing. And so, like I said, I I was able to like parole to my family, to my closest people, wife included. And here we are. I, I'm getting to. How do I say it? Like I'm a little overwhelmed with emotion because it, yeah. it was it was awesome. They yeah. they all accepted me back and you know feels good. It, it was amazing, right? Yeah. So while I was there, I utilized that time as much as I could to get to get back on our feet. She was going to come out. I got off track. I had to find my thoughts again. They run yeah. fast sometimes, but yeah, uh, yeah they do. So we were going to try to rent a place. Yeah, dude, you can't rent a place with a felony. In Arizona. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, it's hard everywhere. It's, it's tough. It's tough. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, man, I kept getting doors closed, doors closed, doors closed. And so finally we're like, fuck it. You want to, let's just buy a pad. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and uh, luckily we were in a position and had the support and we're able to do that. Right. It, yeah. it, the whole, it takes a village thing. Well, it does take a village yeah. sometimes. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. yeah, so I had a lot of help and uh, super grateful for it. And that's how it ended up in a strange roundabout way, how I'm here. here. Yeah, because uh, Christine, your brother's yeah, fiance, yeah. It, she helped us get in the house. You know, she had one of her realtors get us into the house. And then she's friends with my sister. So we go out for my sister's birthday brunch or whatever. And that's when I met your brother, you know. Yeah. And he's like, hey, I know a little bit about you. And, you know, I, I just want to, like, say congratulations on, yeah. on this new lease of life and whatnot. And I really think that you need to connect with my brother. Um, I know how important community is. And those are all things that like resonated deeply with me. Cause I know that uh, living on an Island will only last for so long. We need community for, yeah, we do. for sure. It's a team sport. So now you're out here, man, and you're doing music. And I think it's about that damn time. Yes. We hear I can't jams. wait. I'm so excited. So let's take a minute here. We're going we're gonna to play a beat, and we're going to give you the opportunity to play a couple jams, some of your music. I, guys, Faulted, find him. Spotify, all my listeners across the nation, all over the world, man, find him, like his stuff, subscribe to everything he's got going on, share his message, man, because trust me, you're going to find out right now. So let's play the beat. There's going to be a lot of content being released very soon so this is uh so real quick i just want to i want to give a shout out to a couple people that i've met in the music community out here in phoenix it's it's been a a blessing uh kristen kristen taylor over at underdog studios it's been amazing to work with her as an engineer and to develop a friendship i'm super grateful uh she introduced me to ray she's ray squared productions so she's been doing all of my my photos and my video work she is amazing Definitely check her out if you need anything yeah, done with any visuals. Out. Amazing person. And then now I've been, uh, I went and recorded and started a project with an individual named Stravs. And he uh, is an amazing producer. And yeah. so I went over and recorded at Camp Studios the other day. And uh, yeah, I can't wait. I'll be releasing the songs that we recorded over there here shortly, trying to figure out the best strategy to do so. But sure. I'm going to share one of the songs that I recorded. Uh, so right, it's not yeah, available for download, but it's a little sneak peek. Okay, a little sneak peek. Yeah, big it's shout out to everyone. Yep, it's called uh, Gentle Child. Yeah. <laughs> These ugly thoughts emphasize me to get my mind right. 
shadows vibrant dancing underneath the sunlight i seek the nighttime but the moon cries with her blue eyes reflecting all my pain staring up at empty skies i need to ground myself collect my soul reach inside find the deepest cuts blend right in where secret side try to keep in stride one by one feet in line walking slow i learn that blisters burn when heat is high looking right upon my nemesis and he is i no one else could ever convey all the shit that we imply insecurity start to creep back in feel logic die feel the logic die all i want is fucking high no i gotta fly gotta fly like butterflies with wounded wings and autumn eyes gentle child please stay alive your fragile heart and smile will only survive with open minds so open wide up let the medicine pour inside cup run it over shifting tides feel it rise time to wipe away them sleepy stuck to dreaming eyes the day is dark at times so once again the sun will shine so get it together son center yourself in love and light gentle child break the chains free your mind gentle child look inside learn to fly gentle child feel the pain let it go gentle child heal your heart and feed your soul gentle child break the chains free your mind gentle child look inside learn to fly gentle child feel the pain let it go gentle child heal your heart and feed your soul feel the pain let it go heal your heart and feed your soul break the chains free your mind look inside learn to fly so many lessons learned now i must implement all the bridges burnt and boxes built with wet cement how can you measure intent when you let the sickness vent captivated by the moment but you never captured it so shattering consequences from the selfish negligence addicted to chaos i lost my mind to innocence Yo, where did the time go won't waste some days beyond the fence i make the choice today leave it behind no hesitance gentle child break the chains free your mind gentle child look inside learn to fly gentle child feel the pain let it go gentle child heal your heart and feed your soul gentle child break the chains for your mind gentle child look inside learn to fly gentle child feel the pain let it go gentle child heal your heart and feed your soul came with that fire wow i'm telling you man when i looked up his music i was like hold up brother's talent right there dude that song was amazing so and it's all about what we're talking about right so healing that little broken child that's in there still crying for love Mm. and not to be filled with fear right and put into this like reactive state to where they need to like be something that they think other people want them to be right or they need to be so anyways grateful to be able to put that into words and share it that was excellent excellent man that was well not only do you rap though you play the guitar too or i do okay not well but i do okay well let's hear it let's we got time for one more man let's hear one on the guitar so let's set this yeah go ahead man we got to hear this one i mean wow damn i know i'm telling you this shit went hard well i know the listeners when they hear that but to be right here while he was doing it, and you could feel it. Oh, yeah. Unbelievable. Excellent. You owe me five bucks. I told you he was going to be good. Oh, man, that was right. great. So, I don't know what the best route. So, this is Maggie Luna. She, uh, she made the trip with me from in there. The homie, we took it into the, the bike shop, sanded her down, and... Uh, yeah, fucking, I'm not going to be able to wear these. It's okay. So I'm going to set these down. Um, but yeah. 
homie uh, Nene Amir Perez art uh, on Instagram. Amazing, uh, amazing artist on multiple levels. So this song is called "Will It Stay." Will it stay? Can they find this one? Is this one out? No, this oh, we got oh we got the Uh-oh. exclusives on the show. No, okay. Is, so uh, probably early next year, I'll be releasing a lot of different like like releasing this acoustic stuff, and I have a different release strategy for all that. Um, so I'm trying to figure out the best way to go about releasing it. Uh, everything's out of tune because it's in the car. But um, yeah, so I'm trying to figure that out. Right now, it's like I. Uh, like getting back in the fight game, right? Like, so, like, you wouldn't start where you, with your weak point. So, I went back to my bread and butter, to my hip-hop. Right? Yeah, I mean, start the hip-hop is fire. Yeah. Brand myself. The hip-hop's I'm, fire. I wanna, then I'm going to... Okay. So let's see another side of you. So, this is uh, Will It Stay. Will It Stay. Yeah, we got. I mean, we got there. I figured it out. Okay, we got there. And I can feel it creeping in again. That old under the nemesis, it's Mr. Depression. He's always squeezing so heavy on me, like I'm breathing concrete. They freeze. Are you watching? Are you watching me? Fall off my feet, landing on these bloody knees. I scream, keep screaming, please. I keep screaming for mercy, screaming for peace. I keep screaming, will the screaming ever cease? That's why I find the quiet so compelling. But it's the taste of chaos that I'm constantly inhaling. I'm the boss of my own brain, they like to tell me. But there's a bigger voice yelling deep in my belly. I do my best just to close my ears. I swear I killed him back then, now his ghost appears. Low key, I know I chose these years so I could face myself finally and smoke my fears. To leave the ego behind like an eagle I fly away Far away, far away from the weight of the world Realities that I create Said I could change, I could change like the clouds on a windy night Fight for love with all of my damn might Yeah, yeah, yeah But I just hope that these changes stay Oh, I'm praying these changes will stay Positive affirmations, keep laughing as I'm pacing, destroy my concentration, losing complete control of the situation, sanity have been flowing, making lunar calculations, and maybe I can learn to breathe again next month, or maybe next month will still be smothering me in this funk, well, I'm so jealous of all the smiles, envy all your happiness, sitting here with liars, walking broken roads for miles, so burning in fires, prescription for the pain, got me numb to what desire, possibilities start to dissipate with hatred, conflict is my take the way my mind's about to break it, brain waves alternate between Pleasure and pain, same old song is getting old, come read it on my face. Vision blind with salty tears, crying up for change, oh there's gotta be a better way, praying that it stays. To leave the ego behind like an eagle I fly away, far away, far away from the weight of the world, realities that I create, said I could change, I could change like the clouds on a windy night, fight for love with all of my damn might, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I just hope that these changes stay. Oh, I'm breaking these changes the same. And I'm working so hard now, grinding to make things better. It's such a difficult endeavor Ooh, to hold it all together. 
through the shadowlands, lights grow. The struggle's real, it's all I know. I got this energy all over me, trying to focus on recovery. It's a long way and a long way down, can't go home, I've been locked out. And when I feel most alone, is when I gotta stand strong. To leave the ego behind like an eagle, I fly away. Far away, far away from the weight of the world. Realities that I create. Said I could change, I could change like the clouds on a windy night. Fight for love with all of my damn might. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I just hope that these changes stay. Oh, I'm praying these changes stay. talent i mean you could sing too you could rap you could sing i mean your style is so original man it's just man for everybody all the listeners man tune in find him so dude that was excellent man i really appreciate you taking the time out of your busy schedule man to come down here and, and share that with us but I want everybody to be able to feel what they just felt here. So why don't you just take a quick minute, man, to plug all your social media, where they could find you at, how they can get in touch with you and find the music. All right. So, uh, like, again, I go by Faulted, right? So you can find me at IamFaulted.com. That's my website. That's where all my merch is. It also is going to have a calendar that's going to keep you updated on all the events that are coming up. Uh, also follow me on Instagram at IamFaulted. Uh, same on YouTube. I am Faulted is my channel. Uh, you can find... I've three songs out that are super legit. I got an yeah. EP called Cynical Soliloquies. I followed it up with a video. Again, sure, shout out to good. Ray Square. The video is on point. Super stoked on it. There's going to be a lot of content coming out. So definitely hit that follow, hit that like. Yeah. Also, just stay tuned into these guys right here because they're sharing truth. This is awesome. Um, again, gratitude is the antidote because no matter what we're going through, it could always be worse. If we can sit here and somehow retain gratitude and be grateful for the fact that we're able to move ahead, life is beautiful. And we just need to connect and create community. I mean, well said, man. So everyone, dude, follow it, like it, subscribe it, comment, reach out to him, share his stuff. Man, we appreciate you coming on the show. And for all the Powerless to Powerful listeners, man, continue to follow me, me and Ronnie, no matter what. You know, we're in the building. Um, You know, subscribe to our stuff as well. Shoot us comments. If you want to be on the show, get at us. Drop us a message. Hit hit the DM, man, and and drop the info in there, and we'll get back to you on that. Um, And a big, big shout-out to Sanctuary Studios, Sanctuary Recovery Centers, for letting us use the equipment, be in their studio tonight. Big shout-out to our team. And thank you to all the listeners. And once again, Jesse, man, thank you for being on the show today. Tune into the next episode.